0: Over the last five years, no test-opening batsman has scored more runs than Dean Elga. The Proteus left-hander has knocked off 3,018 runs at an average of 40.78 since 2016 and has become an indispensable part of the team. Making runs at the top of the order and seeing off the new ball is a vital skill, and Alga has continued to produce for his team, continuing a post-isolation tradition of gritty opening left-handers that have excelled in the test arena after Gary Kirsten and Graham Smith. Over the coming weeks, he'll face a new challenge when he opens against Pakistan in Pakistan. Conditions might suit reverse swing, and Alga will again have his technique and fortitude tested in a new way. On the eve of South Africa's departure for Pakistan, the 65 Test veteran joins me, Craig Ray, on this week's Maverick Sports Podcast. Welcome to the show, Dean.
1: How's it, Craig. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, great to have you on. Uh, you excited about going to Pakistan? Have you? I know the Proteas haven't been there since 2007. Have you ever been there in any other capacity? No, I've never been there. That's the only.
1: Um... Asian country that we that we play against that I've never that I've never toured so yeah I've been to India Sri Lanka been to the UAE I've been to Bangladesh and I've had a lot of mixed feelings a lot of uh, reserve feelings and heard a lot of indifferent things about Pakistan so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a real challenge for us going there especially now in this day and age with the new bubble thing that that's been created for player safety obviously with COVID and the pandemic yeah it's 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 a massive adaption for a lot of guys even a guy like me who's been playing for a couple of years now it's uh, something that I need to obviously get wrap my head around which I've already done and yeah we just need to obviously get there and get through the uh, various nutty gritty intricate kind of quarantine processes that you have to do.
0: Yeah. Well, before we get on to Pakistan, let's just talk about the bubble for a moment. I mean, its I suppose every citizen is living in a a version of a bubble, but none of them are anywhere near as difficult as what sports people are are living through. How difficult is it to, I mean, first of all, get COVID tested two or three times a week? You know, you got swabs shoved up your nose. You you have to sit in your room. The way I understand it, you know, especially early on in when you gather in the bubble, you broke it into small groups and uh, just try and give us a sense of what it's like.
1: Yeah, so obviously I've only had the one experience of the bubble and that's the one we had now with Sri Lanka. We were very fortunate that we were accommodated and, and staying at the uh, Irene Lodge in uh, Centurion. So that's only things that we found out that there was actually quite a lot to do for us, obviously without leaving the leaving our space and, and, and not leaving the hotel. So but for, for starters, obviously we get there and they, they fog your bags like It's like you come in like you, you're a disease yourself. And then we did obviously the nasal swab and we had blood tests and literally go into your room until you get uh, cleared negative. Obviously, you need a negative test to be able to leave your room. And have breakfast that I mean, also the breakfast, lunch and supper is also very isolated. One man per table, almost like a, it's like a fancy prison that, we, that, we, that we're that in. But saying that then after, after, I'd say a week or so, we started being able to mingle with each other more. We Prior to that, when we trained, we were only training with about five or six guys in a group. So you lost your connection a little bit with the rest of the squad because of various stipulated protocols that, that we have to follow. And then I think it was after maybe three or four negative tests, we were allowed to finally train as one big squad. Like we didn't know going into it, but I'd like to see if I talk from a personal point of view, I'm quite an adaptable person. And first and foremost, we are there for work and we're not there for, for a holiday. That's something that a lot of guys, maybe that's what they struggle with. So yeah, it was it was quite an adaption to, to be able to do that. And obviously once... We had quite a lot of negative negative results coming in. We were allowed to obviously start doing a few more leisure activities, and this was maybe into the second week. Where guys, luckily at Irene Lodge, there's a big dam where you can go fishing, and we arranged a, a golf simulator for the golfers that they put up in one of the boardrooms for us. So we smashed holes in the walls and roof, and you know it was it was just <laughs> just something to take you take your mind off uh, from the environment you're actually in. And I mean, yeah, it's um, <laughs> just something to get used to, yeah.
0: What do you know about the uh, accommodation arrangements for Pakistan? I, I ago, we had spoke to Mark Boucher recently, and he and he said he thinks next to your one accommodation hotel there's there's some sort of sports club complex there as well. I, I don't know, have you heard that?
1: Yeah, we've heard. I think it's in Karachi where we, where we start off. There's like a, a sports club kind of vibe that we're going to be able to access. I think they've got like a pool and a gym and, uh, cricket field and tennis courts and stuff like that, but obviously you don't really want to be outdoors in Pakistan at the moment because obviously the the security factor is quite a big thing for us um, going there. We know that they've they've really rigged it up, and I think we've actually got states like almost like they're presidential treatment that presidents when they visit Pakistan be getting that security access
0: i suppose you guys are the first sort of high profile tour since yeah i think the sri lanka incident all those years ago yeah and when the sri lankan team was shot on in the in the bus that sort of ended the tours to Pakistan and i think Zimbabwe were there for a, a, a short yeah. one day white ball series but you guys are the first sort of test series there um, i mean are you nervous about the security situation how much were the players consulted on this? Let's put it that way.
1: We were obviously asked about how do we feel about it. And then with the feedback that we gave, SACO, obviously, SACO is our players' representative body. They went back to CSA and they and South Africa and they sent a, a recce team to do like a security background check or do a check on the hotels, see if everything is, uh, is kosher for us to go over and tour. And the, the feedback we got was one of the ex-Protea and Lions players, Stephen Cook, he, he went with as a players representative and he said the security they received was some of the best that he's seen um, with some he- heavy, seriously high-powered armored vehicles around you with guys with guns and snipers on the roof and I mean it's a uh, year they really go out to to try and protect the players uh, I think their reputation has been hurt so much in the past and the and the people of Pakistan have missed a lot of uh, cricket of, of the last say 14 years or whatever so I think they have to pull out the stops and I also think it makes sense that their prime minister is a former Pakistan uh, captain world cup winning captain so i think that also does make it easier in Imran khan so yeah they're they definitely trying to get some high profile players and teams over to pakistan and really try and just get the game back uh, up and running so yeah but as a player i don't know what to really expect i've been to the asian countries as i mentioned before and i mean the security we receive from other countries is also pretty strict it's pretty high up they can't afford anything to happen to the touring parties so yeah there's a lot of apprehensiveness and a little bit of anxiety say going getting closer to tomorrow night obviously supposedly flying out tomorrow night so yeah it's uh a, it's a, it's a interesting times for us it's interesting times for all of us at the moment I think the whole world's going through that at the moment
0: yeah definitely I mean i I mean I wonder as a South African if we <laughs> this might sound a little bit ridiculous but in a way South Africans are used to living with high walls and fences and electric fences and checking over your your shoulder the traffic light and do you think in some weird way that kind of experience might just help when you've got so much armored guards around you in in this particular incident?
1: I think so I think yeah we we all lived in a bit of a exclusive nature in South Africa with, as as you mentioned, we do have those kind of things. You got to live in a security estate because of X, Y, and Z ha- happening outside. But I think us as South Africans, we are by nature, extremely resilient uh, characters. I think we adapt to scenarios very quickly. So I think it's, it will be a bit of a and Afrikaans so obviously say the on passing, you've got, to get, you've got to get used to that and try and adapt to it as quick as possible. And for, first and foremost, we, we are there to play cricket. I mean, so we, we need to try and isolate or put those, those, those kind of negative or anxiety kind of things aside and, and focus on the bigger picture and the bigger picture is for us to obviously go out and play cricket.
0: Yeah, well, you've you've led us nicely into cricket. What do we expect, Pakistan? You've had a great 2-0 series win over Sri Lanka. You particularly had 250-odd yeah, runs at an average of 126. Uh, you know was a great return to test cricket. And it had been such a long time between the England series and the Sri Lanka series, about a year, more or less, between your two test series. And, and now you're straight into another one in completely alien conditions. Again, you know reverse swing is expected to happen there. They will probably use more fast bowlers. It, it's not a typical subcontinent type of pitch that, we, that we're not expecting. So what are, what are your expectations, particularly at the top of the order?
1: Yeah, I think all those all those mentions like like you've just uh, illustrated is, is things that I've already <laughs> I've already thought about and I've, I've watched back in the day when teams used to tour Pakistan. I did used to watch that. Luckily, I'm not 20, so <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that you're only like seven years old when you watch. So I was a little bit older than that, so I understood the game a bit more. Yeah. And I think you got to use your experiences that you have. We've got obviously a guy like Bouch who's uh, vastly experienced in those kind of conditions. And his feedback that he's going to have to give us is invaluable for the team. So, yeah, and I think we we got to we got to think uh, very quickly on our feet over there. I do I do think it's not a it's not a India it's not a Sri Lanka where the ball turns excessively, but I do think there will be an element of that because we are playing in the sub. But Pakistan is known to create and develop so many fast bowlers. So there must be something about. Their wickets that that develop their bowlers for sure. Yeah, and re- reverse swing is going to be something that's crucial batting over there. So it's almost like batting at top of the order, you need to try and maybe be a little bit more pro proactive and a bit more calculated against the new ball to try and get a bit more runs on board before that ball starts reversing. I think it's a lot of mental application that goes into into playing in those kind of conditions which I'm pretty sure we'll touch on once we get there and once we get through various quarantine phases yeah. <laughs> we're
0: gonna
1: we're gonna have to obviously tap into that very early we've got a relatively youngish batting lineup, so I think the more we speak about it and make it aware to a lot of the younger guys which I'm sure they'll be looking at the older players to, to like Give him a bit more advice. I think the sooner we do that, is is can only benefit us. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a massive challenge for us. We we know that. Well, I know that, and if the, the rest of our squad don't know that, we're
0: gonna find out soon.
1: <laughs> they need to seriously wake up. They need to seriously wake up. So um, yeah, it's 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 gonna be a. I think possibly one of the tougher challenges I'm gonna experience in my career so far, playing as a as a pro tier player
0: you're 33 odd and, and and you're still going to learn something new aren't you this is going to be a, a new learning experience for you definitely it's not like anything you've seen before how do you how do you approach reverse swing for instance especially early on let's say it starts swinging and the ball's only you know 10 overs old or something I I, I don't know if it, <laughs> which is possible <laughs> which, well there you go I was going to ask if it's possible you've just confirmed that do you take a different stance do you move further yeah, you know, out of your crease back in your crease what do you do
1: yeah, well, I think those are quite relative that you mentioned there. But I think it's first and foremost you need to prepare well. It doesn't help you don't prepare it, and then you try and then you try and establish it or incorporate it in your game while the game is on. I think your your failure to success rate is far too great. So I think we need to prepare well. We obviously, like I mentioned, we need to be we've got to be. Quite adaptable in those kind of things. We're going to have to prepare ways that we're not used to. In South Africa, we used to facing four seamers in a preparation point of view before a game. We faced four seamers and one spinner and the ball seaming and swinging a little bit. Whereas now we're going to have to potentially face a spinner and a seamer, you know, and, and the one. And then halfway into your batting set, the bowler is going to have to take all the ball, and the ball must reverse. So I think from from that point of view, we need to be a lot more smarter and a lot more professional. Not saying we haven't been, but I'm just saying for for us to try and just curve that failure success rate, we need to we need to be thinking on our feet a lot, lot quicker and a lot sooner in those conditions. But yeah, there are different things that, like I mentioned, but you need to practice. You need to like. You can use your crease, you can stand legs out of the ball, or you can stand in front of your stumps, but then come half a meter out of out of your crease if you're comfortable with that. But you need to obviously have prepared for that and then be almost at second, become second nature for you to make that call on the field.
0: And they've got some quick bowlers, so you don't want to be recharging down out of your crease too much <laughs> early on. I mean. Well-
1: if, if you're doing it for the bigger picture, obviously to negate, negate a certain uh, dismissal or maybe negate two dismissals, then, I mean, that's something that you have to do. It's it's, it's more it's more of a bravery kind of call that you need to make because in South Africa, we don't generally have to do that. Or if we play in Australia, we don't really have to do that. But now we possibly have to make those uh, brave cricketing uh, calls now.
0: Yeah, I mean, but as an opening batsman, you, you know, you've only got, Point four or five of a second odd from when the ball released to when you've got to play a shot. Oh, we got less, <laughs> and, and and you don't want to take away. Uh, I suppose, you, well, as you say, you're going to have to. But taking away point one of those seconds makes makes the job a little bit harder, doesn't it?
1: sure sure i mean that's that's also boils down to preparing as i mentioned then you need your coaches to come a lot closer to you when when they throw into you so that the reaction time is obviously a lot is a lot quicker just so that you can get used to that ball traveling at that speed but then you've got to obviously incorporate the the why why you doing this method i mean it's uh, guys that need to understand batting you know, especially in those conditions you need to try and get rid of dismissals and, and still be able to apply your strengths as a
0: better. let's just throw it forward a little bit from you after pakistan you come back and then all things hopefully being okay australia will tour south africa and you must be looking forward i mean i know you immediately focused on pakistan but yeah you must you must have one eye looking down the track and going yeah given what happened the last time they were on a test series tour and all everything else sandpaper gate the whole two you you, you must be looking forward to that to that sort of return series
1: Always look forward to playing against the Aussies. It's it's one of the greater pleasures uh, when you beat them, and it's a even better pleasure if you do well and beat them. So I've been on the I've been on the th- that side of it uh, a few times, beating them, and obviously performing well. But I've also been on the other side where they beat us in South Africa. They beat us in a series, yeah, which uh, obviously something that we don't really want ever to happen again. It's always great playing against Australia. I think at the moment, they're also going through a bit of a bowling phase. Their, their bowling unit looks really solid at the moment. It's been, <clears throat> it's been pretty much the bowlers that I've faced now in the last like, two or three series, but the, their skill level seems to be um, getting higher and higher. Yeah, I'd also like to think my skill level getting higher. So <laughs> 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 but yeah, as mentioned, there's also going to be... <laughs> protocols that we have to follow going into that series with australian rules and our rules and regulations with covid we need to obviously adhere to those things before the series starts yeah which i think is going to be quite taxing on a lot of guys i'm not going to delve into the details i'm sure you'll hear after the pakistan series about our protocols that we that we're going to have to follow but yeah playing against australia is always uh i think as a cricketer you always want to play against the best and measure yourself against the best I think that just boils down to most sports. Uh, obviously, being a being a cricketer, I want to measure myself against the best in the world. I want to see where I am against them, and yeah. And as mentioned, <laughs> beating them is, is such a great pleasure.
0: Yeah, talking about those that bowling unit of theirs, I was. Yeah, you know, I suppose you've been watching a bit of the India series as well. I mean, just the the Cummings and, and Hazelwood in particular. That you know they're almost hitting a handkerchief area you know, non-stop. they they just relentless on that off-stump to the right-handers or just outside. You know, with those kind of bowlers, is it an advantage being a left-hander?
1: I don't know. Right-hand batters always say it's a left-handers game so I'll, <laughs> I'll let them stick with that. Let them uh, make themselves feel better <laughs> about it. But I, I don't think so. I think bowlers around the world now have They've adapted. They they bowl around the wicket now to the left hander. They come around the wickets to try and roughen you up as well. So yeah, I don't I don't think uh, that's necessarily the case. I think, like I, I mentioned earlier, they 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 definitely have upskilled their, their their ability to hit the length and hit the line for a lot longer period of time. So yeah, it's going to be challenging. Uh, I'm sure we're going to play them on 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 wickets as all well, that assist the assist the bowler a little bit more because that's pretty much our kind of conditions that we do for our bowling attack. So yeah, it's it's always a it's always a, a challenge facing those guys.
0: I know you're a batsman, but I mean thinking like a captain and I'm sure you, you your hat's still in the ring for previous captaincy if if it so happens one day and I mean so as yeah, thinking like a captain does the the South African bowling attack's pretty young? We saw now against Sri Lanka, Vian Mulder stepped up, yeah. Lutha Apamba did well. You know, Anrich Nortier's fire and brimstone. He's so quick, uh, but they raw really. I mean, it's a it's a raw unit. Kachisa is the last sort of experienced bowler in the unit, the seam bowler anyway. How tricky is that going to be? I know you're not the captain on the side, but in Pakistan to sort of manage that because there's going to probably be periods where these guys are bowling on a dead pitch and it's just a slog and it's hot and and, uh, you know, they, they've got to find something in them. And it's probably going to be a very fast learning curve for the bowling unit in Pakistan, particularly.
1: I think it's been a fast learning curve for for that young unit it's already, just the two tests we played against Sri Lanka. Obviously, if I just go back in time, um, the first innings against them, we didn't particularly bowl very well. And the way that they bounced back after quite a lot of harsh words that were mentioned by the coaching staff and few senior players, and the way they bounced back to bowl away the ball in the second innings, and then obviously bowl away the ball in the in the second test. It just shows you that, that that room for improvement and growth can happen so quickly. But it's just about them putting in the repeti- repeti- repetition repetition mm. of, of work. You know that, that repetitive nature needs to needs to be continuous. Now it mustn't um, mustn't ebb and flow because what I've realised at Test cricket, you you need to be consistent with your performances. It's very difficult to put out match winning performances. If you're inconsistent, or if your emotions are up and down, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a great learning curve for that young bowling unit again. I'm sure we get KG back as well, who's a massive asset for us in our bowling unit. So yeah, it's 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 gonna be also a different dynamic. Uh, we might play two spinners instead of South Africa. We only play one. Yeah. Um, so that means one guy might might miss out, unfortunately, for another spinner. So yeah, I mean, there's so many different factors that can uh, contribute now going to Pakistan, but hopefully they. They go there with an the open mind. They need to they need to go in there as a sponge. They need to absorb all the info that they that they can get and obviously work on their skill. Even if they're not playing, they mustn't drop their guard, even though they they think they might be out of the game.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, uh, and they and hopefully, think yeah, you know, there will be more tests this year. You know, South Africa is obviously doesn't play as many tests as the Australians and the England's of the world. It's crap. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, which I guess for you is is a headache because uh, I mean you've never really cracked it in the one-day side and I don't know if that's just more a perception about your play. But talking about one day, I mean, do you feel you've never been given enough of a chance in the in the white ball sort of side of the game? Would you like to have played more white ball international cricket?
1: Definitely, yeah. Opportunity-wise, I don't think I've received a lot of opportunity. I think I played eight yeah. one-days in eight years and five of them came in the first year in 2012. So I don't think I have, like, gotten a lot of opportunity
0: do you badger the coaches and the selectors like pick me pick me come on give you a chance do you tell them <laughs> i'd like to think my stats in the
1: last five years warrants warrants a, a selection <laughs> fair enough it's a topic where i've you know, i've absolutely lost my shit with bouch before <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and now that he's in that position now now it's up to him if they want to select me or not yeah. as mentioned numbers are there for a reason and you can't ignore numbers and uh I think if you put my numbers up with uh, a lot of the guys who are currently playing, I think... um You'll be surprised how high up I am on that list.
0: Well, I think uh, I mentioned in my intro there, you know, are the highest test opening batsman scorer in, in the last five years, which is amazing when you think, okay, you've played slightly more innings than, say, a David Warner, but still, you know, at a, at a high average, it's it's phenomenal. And uh, your introduction to test cricket, let me take you back to a painful memory <laughs> Perth yeah. and, a, and a pair on debut. I suppose it could only go up from there, couldn't it? <laughs> I can't get any worse, trust right? me.
1: <laughs> well, I can. You can. Just not play the next game. Not play again, again. I
0: suppose they gave you another chance, and, and you took. Yeah, you, know, you, you got in. How did you feel? Just let's let's talk about that just quickly. I mean, obviously you didn't feel good, but just try to remember your emotions at the time.
1: No, it's like first of all, get a call up, replace JP because he tore his Achilles. Join the guys. Then secondly, replace Jacques Rudolph, who was like my my one of my idols that I that I so when I left school he was we were playing in the same team back in the day in Bloom called the Eagles and he was like the one guy who took me under his wing kind of I being a top water batter, left hander. He was playing for South Africa. I mean you will be a fool not to try and see what he does and then obviously get selected for the test side and I actually go in and replace Jacques. So there already the emotion was already like shit, I've just uh oh, I've just taken his, his spot. now nah. But I mean it must be for a reason, obviously, but then obviously go through getting a pay on debut, still winning the test and the test series. We won the test in four days and then winning the test series as well, which was my first taste of obviously playing against the Aussies in Australia and winning that series. So I knew I knew personal performances takes a backseat, yeah, and just appreciate the environment you are in and the players that you have around you. And Jacques Cullis actually came up to me and just before the test and he said if I stuff up we lose
0: <laughs> yeah which is a lot of weight to carry around isn't it and then after the test we
1: were like having a few cold ones and then he said to me uh, can only get better from you yeah so I mean he had the, but he always does that and he found out he always does that to the new young guys he always says to them if we if, if you stuff up we lose <laughs> so then it's like uh, one of the greatest cricketers ever has just not told me that <laughs> if I stuff up we lose.
0: <laughs> no pressure Dean
1: and I um, <laughs> Facing Mitchell Johnson bowling 158 k's an eye, and he just wants to kill me, basically. And he's telling me he's gonna break my arm. And I mean, that's yeah, it's, it's a it's a great memory. But I've, I've said it before. I'll go through another pair to to be able to have that that winning feeling in Australia again. I'm willing to sacrifice my own personal my own personal gain just to just to experience that.
0: But that sort of brings me to another sort of part of. Batting cricket's a strange thing because it's a team sport, but it's an individual sport within it because everyone's stats are are individually measured as well. And you know, you deal with a lot of failure, especially as an opening batsman. You're always facing the best bowlers. Certainly, if you bat first, in the best bowling conditions, usually, you know, when they're fired up and it's the start of a test. So it's pretty tough for an opener. How do you sort of deal with? Because you get a lot of low scores in amongst some very good high scores. But how do you sort of balance that mentally when you when you? For lack of a better word, you fail on the scoreboard. But you know you've got to come back in the a day and day and a half time and do it all over again.
1: Yeah, I think being an opener, you are a special breed. There's only a few. There's only a few guys I think can actually do that job in Test cricket. So I think you need to have extremely thick skin. I think the way you brought up, growing up at school, your childhood that you had. I think a lot of that is. If I if I look back at it now, I think a lot of it stems from that as well, just growing that thicker skin and and being able to shrug off uh, shrug off those failures. As you as you mentioned, failures what happens so often in this game i reckon you fail 70 to 80 percent of this game and the, mm. the 20 or 30 percent that you have that you succeed i mean that's where you really try and fill your boots as much as you can yeah you always you always hear guys say so it's not time to fill your boots and then you know it's you're down and trying to get that big 150 200 whatever the case is just because it just makes those failures so much easier to to get through, you know. So yeah, it's, it's not an it's not an easy uh, process, but I think once you go through it a lot more, and once you start taking, once you start taking things a little bit less serious, because I think in the beginning you can almost take things too serious, and then you overanalyze things, and then you overanalyze your performance, you overanalyze your technique, and by the time you wipe your eyes. A year's gone by, and mm-hmm. nothing's learned, and you lose your position in your team, and then basically you're back to square one. So I think it does, it does come from having an extremely thick skin. I think even, even my missus struggles with that at the moment. It's still my thick skin and we've been together a while. But yeah, it's, a, it's, also, a, it's also a very, very tough sport. Cricket is a, is a very, very tough sport. It is a team sport, but it is a extremely, it's a, it's a big individual sport that's made up by a team component. Ultimately, working for one goal, but then you got eleven or fifteen guys who got all individual goals. Individual goals have to correlate with the team goals. So there's a lot of uh, learnings, and I mean the failures that I've had have been have been brilliant for me. Now I I can say that because I've I've sat back and I've reflected over the last fifteen years of professional and what eight and going on nine years in international. I've had time to process those those kind of things and and realize you know what when you fail it's not that bad. You just got to wake up the next day knowing the why why you failed and how you can get better
0: i mean sometimes you've just got to nod your head it's an unplayable delivery i mean that yeah. that happens as well i mean bowlers are trying to you know their skills are on display as well and definitely and then sometimes you you know there's not much that can be done about it. and another time you you get dropped at first slip or something and you go on to make 100 you as you say fill your boots right
1: yeah, I mean, it's also there's a lot of luck involved with cricket as well. Like you mentioned, you You're dropped just... it slip and you go and score hundred. It doesn't happen too much at international level. Yeah, you know, I see a lot of young batters. I mean, they scrutinise themselves in the guard for a low score, and uh, I mean, it's uh, technically mentally they just put themselves in such a bad space. That's where the obviously the experience factor comes in, and uh, you try and give them a bit of a shoulder for them to come and have a chat to, you know, and you you can say so, or it's okay, tomorrow you're gonna have to do it again maybe and you, you're gonna score. So you can't be thinking what's happened in the past. You need to put that you need to park that bus like immediately. Think about it for a bit and reflect on it and pocket uh, park it because obviously you don't become a yeah. bad player in one or two knocks, you know, one or two innings is you don't become rubbish.
0: Looking at your career, I mean, you've had some big hundreds and against all teams. So what do you rate as? Uh, maybe it's like asking someone what their favourite child is. But which, do you, <laughs> which innings do you rate uh, as your best in Test cricket? I suppose context is everything. It depends on the game. It depends on the situation.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. There's, there's been. I don't. Know, I can't. I can't pinpoint one. It's going to have to be. I might have to bring it down to maybe three three innings or so. My return to Perth after my pair, I think I scored 127 in the second innings. Myself and JP put on 250 for the I think oh. it was the third or fourth wickets. And we basically broke Australia in that game because the bowlers threw everything at us. Yeah. And that's also the test where Dale broke his shoulder and the same test where KG ripped through their batting attack. So I'd say that that was one of them. Another one carrying my bats, Newlands. It was, again, against Australia.
0: That was the sandpaper gate test, I think. Yeah,
1: I think I scored 140. And obviously, the sandpaper gate kind of stole my thunder. Stupid Aussies. And then, I think scoring uh, 100 in the sub is always such a special occasion for a batter. So, I have to go and say, just just going on from my previous experiences that I've had playing against India, Against them in when was it that debacle of a tour where test matches were over in two and a half days? And yeah, yeah, you know, when the ball was spinning sideways, and even the Indian batsmen looked out of sorts. So, obviously, you had that series, and then we went back there a year ago, I think, a year and a bit
0: ago. It was just in late 2019, yeah.
1: Yeah, I scored 116 Vizag in like extreme conditions. It was, it was some of the hottest days of cricket I had and also like some of the most humid conditions I've ever experienced. And then obviously being able to score 160 against them in their conditions with different uh, weather conditions around, which is something which we don't experience too much in South Africa or ever in South Africa. I'd have to say, yeah, that 160 against them in Vizag was was one of them. But I also don't really reflect too much on Innings as I score and we don't win. Yeah. So I'd, I'd say the Innings is where... I've performed for the team and we've obviously won that test. That's That that's for me stands out immensely. It means a lot more for a player or for myself. If, if you've contributed in a big way but you've won
0: just a simple thing. It seems like a simple thing, like winning the toss. It can be so crucial to cricket. I mean that's <laughs> and so they have between Fuff and Quinton, no one can win a toss. So you're giving them any any direction there. <laughs> I don't think they're practicing. <laughs> yeah. As the opening batsman and and it's a yeah, green top and and then the captain nods and goes, We're batting. Does your heart ever sink a little bit? Or no. Was it never like that?
1: No, I think in the past of South African, South Africa's uh, history, the last five or six years, like since I've started opening, our our wickets in South Africa have been pretty poor in a sense of. Batting first on them is non negotiable. You have to bat first on them because they deteriorate so quickly mm-hmm. and obviously playing in the high foul that starts cracking ball creates those indentations, but obviously you've got to suck it up for the team and just go out there and do it so yeah, I just I understand the bigger picture behind it. they're not trying to kill us or write us off Not <laughs> <They> wanting us <laughs> to fail. And I understand the bigger picture of scoring runs uh, in the high felt, batting first. So yeah. Yeah, it just creates it's 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 what the team goals require. So yeah, and obviously having a good pace attack, uh if we score very good first innings, bowlers are more in the game to try and bowl them out.
0: Yeah, for sure. The worst time to bat is that, that you know, when you're wrapping up the opposition innings and it's twenty five minutes to the close of play or something, is is that like Yeah, it's not great. Is that the time you, or do you enjoy that?
1: No, it's, it's, I think if an opening batter said to you, yeah, Yo, he really wants to go out there and face farm overs, he's talking the biggest load of crap ever. <laughs> no, it's 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 a, it's definitely a, a thing like we always joke about it. So Myself and Aiden would be like, yes, we've got an hour to go. We need three wickets. We've got 40 minutes to go. We need two wickets. And yeah, so i thinking back, and you ask the umpire, how long uh, how long you go to? You know, just... That is is something that obviously no opening batsman wants to do. And if he says, if that person says he wants to go bat for the last 20 minutes, then I don't know, we need to check his head. (laughs)
0: Lastly, I mean, you must get sick and tired of it. You always like commentators, journalists like myself, you always talk about, Dean got the gritty opening batsman. Gritty is a word that sort of sticks, and yet you're, you know, I mean, I suppose you you don't you don't play a cover drive like Brian Lara, but then who does, you know, kind of thing. Does that sort of irritate you that you always sort of penciled in as all about grit rather than skill and 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 other things?
1: Yeah, I think gritty is just a that's just a I don't know a word that's been configured over time for myself, but. I do think there's a lot more to my batting than just that. I think mentally, my batting is a lot more about mental than skill. I, I, I know I'm not going to hit a, I'm not going to hit a beautiful cover drive, but I can. But it's not going to happen that often. But I think what gets me through that is my mental application that I've obviously worked on in the past and obviously applying myself at the crease. So yeah, I think the word gritty, it's only because I get hit all over the body. That's why people are saying that's got <laughs> absolutely jack shit to do about my cricketing ability. So yeah, I think those aspects aren't mentioned, which is, which is fine because I don't need people to blow smoke. I've never, I've never, been, a, I've never been a person who enjoys this, the smoke blowing aspect. So I just rather go out and do what I know, know my game, which, is, which helps. It, does, it definitely does help. Being a bit older helps. Yeah, I think it's a lot more mental than, than gritty, mm. if that makes uh, any sense.
0: And there's a lot more protection nowadays. I mean, uh, you still get hurt and you still get hit. But, I mean, could you imagine sort of playing in the 70s and facing, you know, Lily Thompson, the whole West Indian pronged attack without a helmet? I mean, I suppose if that's how you grew up, you would have just done it, you know. Could, could you imagine that scenario?
1: Well, I don't know if the speed, speed guns were realistic back then because they just used to guess, I think.
0: Um, yeah I think so yeah. but they were quick i mean <laughs> yeah
1: no no i'm not i'm not taking any i'm not uh disrespecting the ability whatsoever but i'm I'm just like you gotta ask yourself, was that realistic or Mm. Obviously, the wickets were also maybe uncovered at that stage, I'm not sure so yeah no i, I can't I can't think of facing a guy at one thirty five without a helmet I mean, but that, yeah. that's that's the cricket I know it's the cricket I've played ever since I started playing schoolboy cricket we We had those those equipment measurements in place, so yeah i no, I can't really think I think they just batch it crazier back in the day <laughs> for them just to go out there and face a guy without a helmet,
0: yeah, I guess, but that was the way it was, and it's it's progressed. Dean, all the best in Pakistan. I hope you get to bat for long periods and uh, <laughs> you know, make the bowlers toil a little bit and then uh, come back. Enjoy the tour. I'm sure it's not going to be easy, but yeah. I'm sure it will be a good experience.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot, Craig. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you.
0: This podcast is made possible by our Maverick Insiders. Please consider becoming part of our Maverick Insider community where, for a nominal fee every month, you are supporting quality independent journalism. Please go to dailymaverick.co.za forward slash insider to sign up and become part of the Maverick Insider community. And if you've got a reading resolution for 2021, buy the latest and greatest book releases directly from the Daily Maverick shop, and we'll deliver anywhere in South Africa for free. No crowds, no queues, giving you more time to read plus by buying from us you're supporting that quality independent journalism it's a win-win and also remember to sign up to our maverick sports newsletter which hits your inbox on a monday and never miss another podcast by signing up via your favorite platform i'm craig Gray, and thanks for joining us this week